Kentucky Roll Call Podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller. Bueller, Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cap, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. (laughs) Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. April 28th, 2022. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker. It's a lot of letters. KRC, KRC on the Big, Big X. X. TJ. Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. JK47. Mm-hmm. Justin Scootin' Kalen. How are you, buddy? I am good. It's uh, it's my basically my Friday at work, so that's cool. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I need a reset. I need a couple days. Even if it is going to be raining, just need a couple days to do whatever I want. I don't think it's going to be raining all day. Hopefully not. You keep bringing this up. I looked like when you were saying that, I think when I was out and I was listening to you all, and I was like, it's only a 40% chance. Uh, but 40% can turn into 100 real quick. 60% chance that it's not going to rain. Could yeah, I? see, 24% tomorrow, 24 Saturday, 82 on Saturday. They're saying we could get uh, tornadic weather again on Friday. Tomorrow night. I think you're just being a Debbie Downer. No, that's that's not being a Debbie Downer. That's exciting. Mm. What? Well, wait. Somewhat exciting. What? Did he just wants tornadoes? I, I love tornadoes. I'm a freak like that. Have I you just ever I don't. A storm? No, I've actually well, ne- I've actually never seen one. He can't. But even, you love them? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm a big I'm a big weather nerd. Like uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods. I love it all. So and it sucks. I mean, I get it. There's people affected, and and it's never been me. Um, so I'd probably have a different outlook on it if it was roles reversed. But yeah, I, I just love big weather events. Well, first off, 
You're talking to a tornado survivor. Really? Yeah, I was in the Georgia Dome when it went over top of us. I didn't know that. How about that? And secondly, I do, I think your opinion's totally fine. And I like severe weather in a weird way. I think you got to always preface it, though, but you don't want anybody to get hurt or injured or property damage. Sure. I mean, and that's kind of like. Unfortunately, those do go hand in hand with one another. And that's like a meteorologist where it's their game time where they have to be in the zone. Mm -hmm. When Mark with the C is really getting after it, it's his. But it's also could be at the expense of other safety. Yeah. Well, that's why the best, if you want to talk about the perfect storm, the 2007 windstorm, when it was just like, okay, we're going to knock some tree branches down, but it's not really that dangerous. It's just kind of crazy. I thought it was 2008. There's it 07. Was it was the fall of 07, and then the spring of 08 was the uh, the ice storm. It was like Ooh. a double whammy. No, I think, I think you, you got them, it reversed. I think, no, 06, I think, I think you have them both set a year ahead, a yeah. year behind. Yeah. It was fall of 08 and spring of 09. I think so, too. Because they, they were both when I was in college. Yeah, I was both oh, when I was senior. Okay. I could drive, so that makes some more sense. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But I do also remember a pretty bad windstorm when we were, like, sophomores in high school, too. I remember being at Dundee and just seeing, like, trees just snap across the lawn. It was pretty crazy, actually. I also, like, I I think that there's, like, nothing more relaxing than a thunderstorm at night, Justin. Oh, where it's sure. just, like, the rain's going wild yeah. and you can just open the windows and the weather's nice enough you can listen to it. But, yeah, it's, I also don't like flooding and... I don't know. I've always been anti-natural disasters. I guess that kind of sets me apart from your average from, Joe. From but us. Yeah. Uh, I'm anti... The whole show actually has been anti I mean, it's, it's not disasters. like I'm for natural disasters, but it's just cool. I mean, I just look. I just like seeing the power of Mother Nature sometimes. Pro-disasters, Justin Caleb. <laughs> well, this Kentucky roster is going to cause some disasters Jeez. for opposing teams next season. Woo! Is that a KRC curse yesterday? I think, Dude, it, I think it was. What is... We had two enormous surprises. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Uh, obviously, I think just because basketball, the numbers are shorter, but the football one was pretty out of left field. Yeah, totally. The um, but let's start with Antonio Reeves because we, I mean, we mentioned it throughout the week, particularly on Monday. Tom Leach was tweeting about a commitment on Saturday, and we didn't get it. That was when something like that's happening in. in Everything just pointed to hit it, it trending in the wrong direction. Then Antonio Reeves, like, well, Oregon's entered the picture now. Yeah, he goes from the visit where everybody is pretty much convinced he's going to commit to actually making a list. Oh, and now there's another guy in the portal that Kentucky's in hot pursuit of mm-hmm. that kind of plays the same position. Where is this going to go? Oh, no. Looks like Reeves might not be a Wildcat. And then, bam. Commits Kentucky. A game was played. I just don't know who was playing it. Um, yeah, which side? Which side was? Was playing. UK asking him to hold off? Was Reeves like, I'm not ready yet? And then and we once talked he about realized... all these options yesterday. I, I just didn't see the like immediate commitment. But yeah, somebody. I think somebody made a phone call and said either UK called him and said, "Listen, baby, I, we, we you're still our guy. Like we think you're going to be our starter." And made maybe some like verbal concessions, if you will, mm-hmm. or. They said, hey, you make your list, buddy. That's fine if you don't want to be here. Because here's the thing I was thinking about. His list was what? 
Uh, Nebraska, Kentucky, Oregon, Xavier. Am I missing one more? Yeah, he made DePaul. it five. Yeah, DePaul. Yeah. Um, Chicago kid, Chicago school, whatever. But first off, there's a drastic difference between the college basketball experience at Oregon versus those other three schools. Maybe Xavier is somewhat comparable, but that's a different just lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Being a basketball player at Oregon versus being a basketball player at Nebraska, just just different. Better at Oregon, worse at Nebraska. That's just factually true. But then there's a huge drop-off between the level at Kentucky versus even the level at Oregon. So I could see that they made their list to try to, I don't know, pressure UK and making him into more of a priority. And UK just said, listen, you've been at Illinois State. If you want to go be the guy at one of these crappier places, so do it. If you want to go have the college basketball experience at Oregon, that's fine. But you've got one chance to take this offer at UK. If you want it, great. If not, then we've got other options. We'll be okay. And maybe sim- maybe simply Reeves was just like, all right, we're good. Yeah, I, I'm – I, I wanted to think about other options. They're right. I need to jump on this. Well, it could be that, or it could also be UK Saul's list and said, "All right, hey, hold on, hold on. We don't want you to go and visit anywhere else. Come on, on. Like, well, you're our guy. If that's what if that's what you the, need to hear. And the, I hope they are just telling him what he needs to hear because we'll get into that. The former makes sense just from the the quotes he gave ESPN. Yeah. Where. What were those quotes for our listeners that may have not seen them? Just, uh, just for the I listeners. don't have it pulled off the top uh, right in front of me. Oh, but just make it up. Uh, essentially, it was, I've, I've been at that level. I know what it takes to be successful in college basketball, but now I want to go win a national championship. And Coach Cal has been there. He's done that. He's the best coach to help me reach that goal. And even went out of his way to mention that nil is, was not a big factor in it. Well, that might be a problem that like nil isn't a factor in this. Like, well, the, I, there's potential for it, but there's not like a. I don't think my brain's ever been a more of a pretzel than figuring out if UK actually has a good nil setup or not a good nil setup. <laughs> but I have no clue. So, my, I think my understanding, TJ, is that kids once they get there, they can make money relatively, like they can make decent money relatively easy. But they aren't just. Having kids go to my like who is the guy that Nigel Pack? Yeah, four hundred thousand dollars a year to go to Miami. Well, like you that. know this that guy Nigel Pack's agent is Baylor's agent. He, Kentucky's not doing that. There's yeah. not there's not guarantees for money. Now you're going to go to Kentucky and you're going to make a lot of money. That that's but a, you're that's not a getting great guaranteed. Point. Is that like you're probably swimming in it from T-shirt sales, little signings here and there. Uh, I don't want. Deal, I don't, the, the, the I don't, Porsche don't want UK Pez to like completely lose his mind. But yeah, like a car dealership or something along those lines. Yeah, like and they, they're 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 making six figures. Some of them, I would imagine. I would imagine so. I, I guess there aren't. There hasn't been that, with the exception of maybe the Porsches. There hasn't been like, oh, a big national story on UK player making one point five million with deal with right. blah blah blah. It's just rumored stuff on what they could make, and then. I will say though, I do. Um, my former ex boss did allude to the crafts just paying Oscar Sheboy. <laughs> like, like part of the there was some businesses that stepped up and some people that stepped up. We talked about Oscar, and then like sounds like the crafts just like Notre Dame is KRC. We talked about that. That like 
I wonder if just some rich person to Oscar can be like, all right, so here's the rules of how you can make money. Because wasn't it like cameos and stuff like that? Yeah, and yeah. He, I remember what it was. It like he can literally only make it on his, his likeness, face. but not right. like his work. Right. Um. And I was like, well, what if you just made like one cameo for a million dollars and one person was just like, I'll buy that cameo. And that's what it sounded like exactly what the crafts did because they're going yeah. to like, you know, they're going to be asking something out of Oscar. But, it but was, like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we so. went through that exact scenario and I was like, sweet. Okay. And I don't even know. I doubt we said the crafts name, but if you were guessing a rich Kentucky and that would do it, crafts. <laughs> that's where oh, you go to. The ones first. that were meeting with him and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> the young family. Uh, um, you, there's only so many. But the. The nil, uh, and and I think some people at UK think that they're eventually going to crack down on separating the pay for play versus the nil, and UK doesn't want to be the one to have its fingers all over the pay for play because they think people can get paid just fine by their stuff once they get there. But that's something certainly that in the transfer portal has to. Is, is not being addressed with these guys. But you know what? It still was enough to get Antonio Reeves, who, as we've mentioned plenty of times on here before, 20 points per game score at Illinois State, steadily improved throughout his career and shot. Was it 39% last year? I'm getting my percentage. Shireman was 47% from three last Correct. year. Correct. So, well, yeah. 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 Um, CJ Frederick was 47 too. But maybe. I don't know. Good. Either way. But, yeah, very good. He played well against – Top 25 teams last year in the Missouri Valley Conference. But he was on a not-so-great team. Terrible team. Yeah. Horrible team. Yeah. So that's something you've got to consider when factoring into the equation. Uh, but he does check a lot of the height, length, shooting ability, kind of a lot of those boxes you you like to see and and what UK needs uh, from a shooter on the wing. Yeah, somebody that can go get a bucket and – get into the paint, score. I think a solid comparison in just terms of how they play, Emmanuel quickly, but Emmanuel quickly was probably better as a college player, I, but potentially maybe not. Uh, he's not going to be averaging 20 points at Kentucky like he did at Illinois State. Nope. I have no idea really what to expect from a scoring total, and it's really going to be one of those things of, all right, you're taking the best player from a good conference, one of the best players from a good conference, and let's see how he fits in. I don't even think the coaching staff totally knows what to expect in terms of will he be able to do enough to be a starter? Will he be your definitive sixth man? Will, hey, you know what, it just doesn't equate to this level of play. He, he gets a little further down the bench. I'm not sure. I've heard that he's a great kid or that the U.K. staff loves him. They don't think that he's going to be a locker room problem or anything like that. So, Seems like somebody that wanted to be at UK, somebody that uh, the, the coaching staff likes, and again, somebody that if the offense is just stagnant, nothing's really going, he's somebody that can put the ball on the floor, put his head down, and find a way to, to get to the lane. He's good at doing that. I think that was an issue with last year's team a little bit. Probably didn't get to the free throw line enough, and then... Unfortunately, when they did sometimes, just yikes. Uh, don't think that'll be an issue with Reeves, and I like it. I, I want somebody else. I will be totally loud and proud about that. Bring in another player. If it's Baylor, totally on board with that. If it's somebody else, I'm all ears. This is a nice get. I love. This is an upgrade of Davion Mintz, no doubt about it. So here, here's my question, TJ, that I – 
haven't I, when you watch highlights of a kid, there's never defensive highlights. It's just not. Do we know if he can guard anybody? Because I think if there's it gets overlooked in all of the shooting wars that Kentucky had at the end of the season, but the Cats couldn't stay in front of guards last year. And yeah. it, it would be nice to have your guy DeAndre Liggins reincarnate back. There's a reason Calipari has his style in building teams, and it's because, hey, if you have a bad shooting night, which his teams always do, maybe your defense just carries you, and mm-hmm. you're able to win that way. Which, you Where, know what, they, were, they grinded you, out some wins last year. If you have a bad defensive team, then they're not really going to save you. Like, they're yeah. going to probably be bad most nights. Maybe they have a good game, or the other team just has a cold shooting night, but if you're reliant on offense and you know you stink on defense, then you're basically just waiting to lose. If you can hang your hat on defense, then you could be you could you could win games defensively. Uh, that wasn't a team that I think could win games defensively for Calipari. They had some good stretches, but I don't know if it was the injuries or whatever it was. But they just kind of they wore down a little bit, and they couldn't. You're right, they couldn't stay in front of anybody. Ty Ty never think never thought was a great defender. No, Cason Wallace may never end up being as good on that little elbow jumper, although Tatai got a little cold as the season went on. But from day one, he, he's already a better defender than Tatai, in my opinion. And part of that was Tatai was pretty opportunistic defender, would go after steals, would want to kind yeah, of poke he the ball gambled. away. But the issue is I think Wheeler does that too. You couldn't. I don't think you could have two That's true. that would do it. Wallace is much stickier, going to stay in front of somebody. And also if we're anticipating, and we all are, that Keon Brooks will not be with the program next season, and that means Jacob Toppin or Damian Collins will get more minutes. That, that, those shot blockers, yeah, which yeah. and also let's also not ignore that Oscar seemed to kind of turn a corner defensively yeah. when the calendar turned March. He was blocking more shots. It seemed a good radio host would probably have some numbers for you to back that up. I don't, unfortunately, but you get what you pay for here on Kentucky Roll Call. But it certainly seemed in my brain that he started playing better defensively blocking more shots and getting after it a little bit more. That can help. Too. That that yeah. can help a backcourt that's not the best defensive team in the country if you have just a great shot blocker. And that was the scary thing about that 2012 UK team was the backcourt was a great defensive backcourt. And not only that, you had one of the best shot blockers of all time. Where in 13, you saw not as good as a defensive backcourt, but you still had that rim protector. You saw what kind of story it can be if you have the backcourt match the frontcourt defensively. It can just be silly. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Casey Wallace will be a really good defender. Wheeler, I think, is good, not great. And then Reeves. Yeah, it, it would be nice if Reeves could use his length to. And because you, that if he's he's a just long guy. A, an above average defender, then he gives you a lot more out there. Same same thing with Livingston because they have the length, but we. That's just something that we don't have the conversation about that I think is something that we will be discussing a lot in the fall, spring, throughout the season. It's just it's so hard to gauge when you're just, mm-hmm. you know, at this point in the quote-unquote recruiting process because we're recruiting guys from the transfer portal. And, hell, I mean, Illinois State, who is he guarding there, too? Who did he have to stay in front of there, too? So um, just something I wanted to bring up because I do think it is uh, – very important. That's what I was going to say, is that even if he was a great defender, you could say, look at the level of competition. We don't mm-hmm. know what if that's going to carry over. If he was not a great defender, then, yeah, that would probably be a, a little alarming. But you could also say, look, he was on such a bad team that every 
every little mistake was compounded because he had nobody to help him out. And he was guarding the other team's best guys night in and night out. Where at UK, he'll be more in a, you know, you're just kind of guarding their off-ball three, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he'd be an issue. The t- When UK started kind of messing around with them, I watched – uh, highlights, you're right, you're not going to see defensive highlights, so you'd watch just kind of clips of games and whatnot. Nothing that really stood out in terms of being concerning, but we, you, we'll we we'll need to see it before we have a better idea or at least get some practice reports or whatever. Uh, we'll get the Bahamas this year. People do forget about that. That's true. So. That's, and, uh, I that think... needs to be a recruiting pitch, by the way. You tell Baylor, like, you like that Atlanta Salad? You like, <laughs> you think that's fun? Swim with the Sharks? Pet <sighs> Dolphins? I went back and I did the uh, – because you, you brought up uh, during a radio show, I don't know, a couple weeks after the season, not only the Bahamas trip, um, but also the Yum Center Regional next year. Uh, Kentucky's been to an Elite Eight at minimum every time they do a foreign trip. It was wow. two, two Final Fours in an Elite Eight. So you had the, the team that went to Canada, beat Ohio State in the Sweet 16 in yeah. North Carolina. 2011. Did you, did, you did that trip, didn't you? No. I, no. I was, I was about in, to say. I, I was in college, and that, there, there was like a last-minute cancellation. But my friends went, and uh, they had Windsor. a blast. Um, I'm, I'm bummed I missed it. But uh, then the 2015 team, Final Four, and then 2019, they're, you know – a bad Ashton Hagen's game and an overtime away. An Okiki wheelchair away from no. going to the Final Four. P.J. So, Washington, 99% turnaround that he made every time except for that last one. Yeah. So they uh, – foreign trip, been kind to Cal's Cats. And you bring in a lot of pieces back, including the unanimous national player of the year. You've got a nice one, Antonio Reeves. T.J., do we – we still think there's enough room for Baylor Shireman, right? Yes, I totally do. I mean, assuming that Sharp is gone and we're all under that assumption. Yeah, I, I definitely think there's room for him. You tell, basically, you would tell, well, let's think about it. I think you could even go as far as telling, like, Wheeler, Wallace, Frederick, Livingston, Baylor, and Reeves. That's six guys, three spots, basically, and tell them it's totally open across the board. What we could play Wheeler, Wallace, and Reeves. We could play Wheeler, Frederick, and Baylor. Like it, it is wide open for competition. Now maybe Baylor will say Kansas is telling me I can get twenty shots a game because that's actually probably the reality if he were to go to Kansas, as he would like be the the star on a big time program. I think Kansas is UK's biggest competition. But I, I, I do, I would hope, well, and I'm a Kentucky fan, so yes, bring on all the good players. But I would think that there is, you could have six guys competing for three spots. You would imagine probably two would settle in, Wheeler and Wallace most likely. That would leave four guys kind of split in one spot. It would be competitive, but with injuries, everything else that goes on with the season. Mm-hmm. And having, I think in, in that scenario too, Kaysen Wallace is your backup point guard. So then you put C.J. Frederick at the two, and you have Livingston coming at the three. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I think there's room as well, but you do get into 
scenario where it does feel like there's a logjam of wings instead of guards. That's the only thing. But but, Re- but Re- everything that I've read on Reeves is, and you saw at Illinois State is he can play point just fine if need be. If you need to have the ball in his hands, you can get him off the wing and put, get him in a one spot. But then again, I think you're also going to have Wheeler and Wallace being able to be competent ones. But yeah, Baylor, you're probably not going to want running the one or CJ. They are probably your more true twos or threes. So just... I, it's, a, it's a lot of players. I, yeah. You know, I could see why somebody wouldn't be for it, but I also would think that there would be enough minutes to go around. Yeah, I, I, I certainly agree. And I think that, you know, even though it may look like way too much, at times last year, we thought there'd be way too much last year, and then the injuries happen. Like Calipari needs to – I think he's learned that it's better to have too much than too little. Better safe than sorry. There it's is just a, a matter of convincing because you don't want to you don't want to get like in house locker room people upset. It's just a matter of convince getting them on the same page that it's good for the team and that it can also still be good for you as well. Here's what Cal needs to hear and realize is Wheeler couldn't stay healthy last season. Maybe that was just bad luck. Maybe it was because Oscar wasn't calling out screens. Maybe he is just somebody that's somewhat injury prone. CJ has had every injury under the sun the last three years, it seems like. You lost your season because of injuries this past season. Yeah. If CJ was healthy and could play, you would have been fine. If Sharp was not looking out just for himself, you play and maybe you win. I do think Cal had some options, but those options weren't available to him, unfortunately. And then you had the injuries, and you saw what happened. The season slowly started kind of going down the drain before we even knew what was going on. So you got some people that are going to get some injuries this upcoming season. And that's also not to say that uh, didn't Toppin get hurt for a little period of time? Uh-huh. Not that he hasn't had an injury or he two. He had to wear the face mask, too. It ha- it, yeah, it, ha- it happened. So get get bodies. And especially ones that you can trust and that you can like. So if you've got to put them in there, you feel confident. And like that would, what if that would be the thing? Is UK would truly be like nine deep if if you could get Baylor on board or one more wing that we felt good about. But I I do think you need a even more three point shooting. I don't think Reeves and CJ can be your only. Hey, options, we we no. know these guys can can bang them down, but the rest of the people, yeah. And, that, and also, I think people are somewhat pooping on Wheeler a little too much. Like, he was a good shooter at the end of the season. As much as nobody wants to admit it or we didn't see it coming, he was a – when he was open and he was shooting the ball at the end of the year, we felt solid about it, or we should have, because it went in at a pretty good clip. So, you know, maybe it'll be enough. I, I, I would like one more. One more. One more player. One, One more, more player. player. What do you think of it, Scoots? I I was just curious coming into today um, whether it, whether Kentucky still had the spot for Shireman as well. Oh yeah, they so, got scholarships out the wazoo. So yesterday's show, I I was convinced leaving leaving the studio that it was either Shireman or Reeves. So now coming in here today, hearing that it could be both, it's big stuff. Yeah. I, and I and I do agree with people that if you had to pick between one of the two, you probably were going with Shireman. But 
I uh, you got Reeves for now, and maybe you're not completely out. The we'll give an update on on Baylor Showerman and his recruitment when we come back. There was some news regarding that. I think no fan base is going to be really patient with the Baylor Shireman recruitment. I'm not really <laughs> sure why, but like everybody is expecting like a decision any moment. And in reality, could take some time. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. In a surprise football commitment. Big time Man. surprise. We'll switch gears over Huge to the football surprise. side of things as well. Get your text in the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and get your butts in a Thornton's this morning. Get yourself some coffee, a donut. Our bananas have turned, unfortunately. Ooh. I should have popped pot Thornton's this morning and Today, got some fresh uh, fruit. I just got a notification that it's free coffee Thursday because I have the wow. refreshing rewards app. So I can just pop on in on my way home get a free coffee. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. One texter is wondering who those people are. <laughs> uh, they were the folks that that helped make the Big X and Thornton's partnership a reality. Bigger and Xier. So if you partner, if you partner with Big X or Kentucky Roll Call, we'll give you a shout out. How about that, Thornton's? We love them. They love us, and we love reading your text. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We really love commercial breaks. We'll be right back. <laughs> Don't laugh. Wake me up before you go, go. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. As chairman of the welcoming committee, it is my privilege to extend a laurel and hearty handshake to our new Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. We appreciate you listening. Replay of the show comes on right after we get off the air. We are 7 to 9, the replay 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Plenty of ways to stream the show if you ever need if you're ever having any issues, reach out to us, whether the Thornton's text line or on Twitter, whatever it may be. We got a podcast, too. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call Podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, mm-hmm. we'll be there. And that podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Yeah, Cornbread Hemp. It's great. Every day. Whatever time of day. You got aches and pains? Boom. It'll help. I think the best time of the day, though, nice little nighttime Cornbread Hemp. NFL draft tonight. I'm going to be all wound up late. Still need a good night's sleep. Pop in one of those extra strength gummies. It's all organic CBD. Um, The extra strength gummies pack 50 milligrams of CBD and two of THC to make sure that it gets the job done. Visit them online at cornbreadhemp.com. Check out all their different products and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. That's promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout at cornbreadhemp.com. Dot com. Uh, TJ, you mentioned the replay after the show. Next week, next week the replay's off. No so Tuesday, replay. Wednesday, Thursday. We're going to be on the backside Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And our, our pal EJ Clark is going to be the caboose coming on at 9 a.m. Uh, for an hour of the Kentucky Winter Circle to give you 
everything you need to know for Kentucky Derby coverage. He's also going to be live at the Blind Squirrel after Mike Rutherford's Monday show. Wow. From 3 to 6. So a lot of horse racing chatter. And then throughout Oaks and Derby Day, uh, EJ's also doing a kind of post-race show to kind of recap everything that happened at Churchill Downs. So um, Big X has got you covered throughout Derby Week. I'm fired up, and I, I know uh, I know Bus and Justin Kalen's fired up to get back to the backside. I am, yes, I am very, very excited. Back in the media center with EJ Clark. That's that's one of my favorite gigs every on site producer for Kentucky Derby. What it's, a perk! It's fun. It it's is fun. A lot of people uh, enjoy being at the track. I know uh, the horses are training. I don't know if they're on the track yet. But uh, old Papaw took uh, Duke Boy out there today, so got my handicappers out there scouting. Apparently, the Japanese horse. Ran really well yesterday, and normally uh, the Japanese horses have a horrific track record in the Derby, but two Japanese horses... What was the one most recent? Uh, was it Wani that was really bad? No, that's not what I'm thinking of. One that had some hype. Oh, I, think that, I, I think I bet Is that it. the one that used to um, get aroused before the race? <laughs> one of them used to... That was like his like. Oh, yeah, ritual. that's the one. How could I forget that one? Uh, but Japanese horses, there. I think there was either two Japanese horses that won a Breeders' Cup, and then oh, four won on Dubai World Cup Day. So they got a little bit of uh, got a little bit of momentum. Now, TJ, I know what you're talking about. It was like two or three years ago. The horse had trouble getting here, right? Is that the one you're thinking of? That's what that that is the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, like got here like they, the week of Derby. Well, no, I don't think it had trouble getting here. I think they were like, we don't want it there. Like we that maybe like, was something. Like, too, we've yeah. got a better setup yeah. where we're at. This will, it's going to be two, but then there was like a delicate balance of wanting it to get like adjusted to like America or mm-hmm. wherever, and and like dealing with the quarantine because when you come from when yeah, you ship over, exactly. you've got a quarantine for X amount of days. I mean that's just like you know bringing over food to make sure it's not diseased. You know mm-hmm. you've got a quarantine stuff, um, but yeah, I, I, I admittedly I, I forget some of the names. I just remember Alani because that horse was crazy as hell. Well, but they've had Master Fencer. That's who it was. No. Does, no? that, that's no. not the one that doesn't sound right for me but no. maybe i don't know let's I just did we'll, we'll remember this horse as the big penis horse for all time so <laughs> they've had three previous uh winners they've got better each time 14th place ninth place and sixth place so maybe time for one to hit the board who knows <laughs> hopefully buddy I, I i could go for winning some money in anything really at this point I just threw like ten bucks on the overs last night, both unders. It. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You're getting out all your bad bets for Derby Week. You That's know? true. So That's I, true, although I'm really bad at horse racing gambling, so I didn't pregame not. bet those games at all. Got Warriors at one point at minus one ten on the money line. Oh, really? That's nice. Live betting. Well, Love they, it. They were they were definitely going to win that game, although the waking bo- up scene was closer than I would have thought. But both series got closed out, correct? Yeah. Correct. Okay. So we got the the Bucks versus the Celtics in the East, which is going to be pretty that's going to be awesome, and then most yeah. likely we'll have the 76ers versus the Heat, which will also be a pretty good series, most likely. And then in the West, not it won't most likely be anything to really get overly excited about. Most likely, although these series aren't all closed out, it'll be Suns versus oh goodness gracious, it'll be Warriors versus Memphis. Suns, Suns versus, versus Mavericks. Mavs, yeah. yeah. That'll be good. That's good. But hopefully everybody's healthy, like yeah. Luca and, yeah. and Booker. And then it is good, but yeah. We'll yeah, see. and I saw a stat that 
something like eight All-Stars have been injured in the first round so far. It's pretty remarkable. Uh, they should make the season longer. That's what I think. Is yeah, yeah that's what it is. The NBA season just – More games. So did either of y'all watch the Warriors-Nuggets game? A little bit, but very – I mean, a so little bit. at one point in the – I think it was the third quarter. Not that Bone, Bones Highland went down. He, like, stepped on someone's foot and twisted his ankle or whatever. So Boogie immediately goes over to him, and he's, like, checking on him and all that. And then the, – so they pan away from it, and then you hear Spiro Didi say – and Bones still down on the floor being attended to, and they just pan back over, and it's still just Boogie dealing with him. <laughs> like, Boogie was the athletic trainer. <laughs> Good on Boogie. Ah, going to miss him in the playoffs. You just don't know how much more NBA you got a Boogie. No. He said he was going to maybe retire or quit, and then the Nuggets reached out to him. But he always seems like he has trouble getting on teams, but Which, then he puts up good numbers. So Which doesn't make sense. He must, maybe they're just There's like, a, he ain't worth it or something. I don't know. That, I think that's what it is, is they're like, is it is it worth this for us to get this guy who could still play? I mean, but he's a total defensive liability, but he yeah. also pretty much scores anytime he wants because he's so big. It's just a real gifted. bummer. I mean, he's it, he's made a lot of money in his career, but he turned down the chance to get a ton of money with the Kings and be one of the first Supermax guys to go titled ring chasing, and then right when he has his great year with Anthony Davis in New Orleans, he gets hurt. Neither of them, like it, it, that, that just sucked. That sucked really bad. Mm-hmm. Who most successful from that 2010 UK draft class? Not Daniel Orton. No. It the could just is, default is, to like who made the most money. Well, because Wall and Cousins were both – all star, pretty all stars for like five, six years. Don Wall is getting paid forty four million dollars to not play this year, so the correct answer is him. We'll see, and that was the thing is Wall was just like, okay, pay me the supermax, and then now he's just injured. Both of the, I mean, Achilles injuries got both of them. Just a real bummer. Demarcus Cousins, four time NBA All Star, Wall five time, pretty similar. But let's not forget about Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, and Patrick Patterson. Bledsoe's probably going to have the most, the longest, the best longevity of them all, but it um, feels like I don't know. He's, he's been, just he's been bouncing around a lot lately. Because he was on the Bucks teams. They got rid of him and they went a title. <laughs> Patrick so. Patterson was from 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good God. It seems like he's been in the NBA for 20 years. Oh, he's, yeah. He is out of it now, though. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think last year was his last. Yeah. Or maybe pre bubble. Um, but I know he's focused mostly on off the court stuff now. So, but still, you got a you got almost ten years out of all those guys. That's by the way, great careers. Just to wrap up the Baylor Shireman talk for now, feel free to text in on the Thornton sex line. He's down to ten. Arkansas because they have thirty six scholarships supposedly. Clemson, why are we wasting everybody's time? He's not going to Clemson. Clemson knows it. Baylor knows it. That's a waste. Creighton, he's kind of from there, so they yeah, can they could. can be on the list. Duke, it's Duke. Kansas, sure. I think that's UK's biggest competition. Kentucky, yes. Mississippi State, he's not going to Mississippi State. That's a joke. <laughs> Nebraska, again, I get that's from the region, but let's just be honest, he's. Not going to go to Nebraska. Nebraska ball. Come on. We'll leave him on the list, though. Texas, he's not going to go to Texas, unfortunately. It doesn't feel like a fit. Wake Forest, that's probably the most laughable on the list. Imagine him going to Wake Forest. <laughs> not going to happen. So Imagine I think those real- Wake Forest dorks, too, in your mentions. Oh, my gosh. He'd be pretty unbearable. He's going to at least be getting a good education. <laughs> 
So that's just to wrap up the Baylor talk. Let's uh, switch over to the football side of yes. things because I've I've got questions, Ralph. Okay, and I, ladies and gentlemen, I've I've never, never been so shocked at a Kentucky football commitment. Typically, when I see something like this, I'm just like, well, is he a, is he a walk on? Because I haven't heard of his recruitment at all. That's generally what happens. You'll get, uh, you know, there was a the the kid from Boyle County, or you know, a kid from St. X who. Announces they've committed to Kentucky. I'm like, okay, well, that's they're going to end up being in the walk-on program. They might end up playing um, some special teams minutes here and there down the road. Had never heard Jordan Robinson's name until he announced he had committed to Kentucky. And 24-7 tells me he's an Appalachian State commit. It's like, wait. But here says Livingstone College. Livingstone College, that can't be a high school, is it? And he's 2022. I was very confused initially. The only thing that checked out was the height and weight. 6'4", 190-pound cornerback. Like, it's a big guy that's right up Stoops' alley. A cornerback. They need a cornerback. They've got some scholarships to play with. Makes sense, right? Right. But what is remarkable about how quiet they were I mean, there was Justin Rowland had a um, one of his scoop. He calls them the war rooms, where he just has a bunch of recruiting notes. Mm-hmm. Was adamant about Kentucky not taking any more defensive back transfers the day before this happened. Uh, my former ex boss said something similar this week as well. That they're good unless the right fit. Yes, I think that was the tone of, all, of the messaging with UK for multiple outlets. Yes. Yeah. I think some of that is maybe they didn't want to scare off people from entering the portal and they would just be more active once May 1st hit Mm. and they knew that guys would be punished most likely if they tried to enter the portal then. But the fact that all of that was happening, they were being active. They were actively trying to keep this as quiet as possible. It tells me they at least like Jordan Robinson. And I did get the skinny on why he was playing for a place called Livingstone College last year. Livingstone College is a Division II program in Salisbury, North Carolina, really middle of nowhere. He's from South Carolina. And if you watch some of his film, his film, he shows some stuff, like his athleticism. Like he, He's got some stuff there. But some of those fields, TJ, wouldn't cut it in CSAA. St. Rita had a nicer field than one of them. You could see the dirt flying up. I mean, it was bad. St. Rita had nice grass, just a hill in the middle of it, unfortunately. <laughs> well, they called it a crown, but it's really just a hill. It's a uh, hill. But the fact that they kept it quiet means they really liked him and they didn't want it getting out because he had only had offers from Appalachian State, a bunch of FCS, EKU, Sanford, yada, 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 and Oregon State. That was his only other Power 5 offer. He ended up at Livingstone because, kind of like Elijah Reed at PRP, COVID hit at a bad time for him. Where Living, or excuse me, Livingstone Robinson played receiver until his senior year of high school. He switches defensive back, and then COVID happens. He can't camp anywhere. He can't show off any of his skills. And you know, where if you just had a guy who ran fast enough and was that tall at a camp at Clemson or North Carolina or one of those areas, South Carolina, even smaller schools that would come to scout kids would end up offering. But he didn't have any of that. So he ends up going to Livingstone. 
He starts in every game. He has a pick, a couple pass breakups. Is aggressive, an aggressive tackler. Is decent enough tape. Chris Collins likes him, so they keep it quiet. They say, you know what? You've got enough tools. You're raw. We can redshirt you and have three years. You're gonna be you're gonna be like our JUCO prospect, just not from JUCO. And so that's how he ended up at UK. And I think there's some there's some stuff there to like. And right now you're at the point where TJ, I think it's safe to say you've got four scholarships to play with. Why not take a chance on this guy? Hmm. All all well stated. Good summary how it all went down. Couldn't you make a case that you could take a chance on somebody that is of a better background? Yeah. You can. But I do think I'm just kind of playing devil's yeah, advocate. No, no, and you should because this is – I mean, I think UK staff has done enough to build up goodwill where it's just, okay, this doesn't make sense to us, but you all are the ones that have seen more of him. Correct. You all are the ones that have talked with him and watched all of his tape and – Maybe even had him work out for you in person while on the visit. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's totally allowed or I, not. But I, I I didn't get a clear answer if he did run for him when he was there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. And you know, if they feel like in time, this is somebody that could help add depth, or maybe just potentially be a breakout star. People peak late. It happens all the time. They've built up enough goodwill, really. Josh Allen was the end-all, be-all of that. Maybe even before – hell, you could even make a case on Zadarius Smith. Uh, Zadarius Smith had played like a year of football when UK had taken him. Mm-hmm. So they can they, they have done a good job in the past, Stoops especially, of identifying talent. And so the plan will be for him to not see the field this season? Highly unlikely. Okay. Uh, but you do have the four games to tinker with. Maybe he – there's just going to be an injury in the secondary. I wish they got somebody else in there well, that could. Well, they, and they might. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't get confirmation one way or another if they're going to still stay looking. But this is a uh, – they missed on two Juco guys. They missed on the one – the DeCarlos Nicholson who flipped to Mississippi State. And then Zoff mm. Frazier, that, that was a disaster. This is your other chance to kind of get a JUCO guy that you don't need right away. Um, but their JUCO guy, I mean, they had two former JUCO D cornerbacks starting in the NFL last year in Brandon Eccles and Lonnie Johnson. Now, Lonnie Johnson was a blue-chip high school recruit, but Eccles was, certainly was not. Uh, and Quadre Mosley, he wasn't a high school recruit at all. He's probably going to be an undrafted free agent that gets on a camp. Will he make a 53-man roster? I don't know. But he, he has an opportunity there to – be a professional special teams kind of guy. So they've done, like you said, they have a track record. They've built up enough goodwill. Um, and they also still have scholarships to play with. So but I, I can't lie, though, TJ. Damn it, I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, it It took me a while to process everything that was happening. It, it was out of left field, no doubt about it. That happens from time to time. But do you, as boring as it may be for radio I, I do think fans just kind of have to trust the staff on this one and one of those things you probably check back in on like in a year and be like hey how did how was his development this mm-hmm. offseason were people talking about him is his, was his name ever brought up as like somebody that's doing well within the program uh, all right it, we'll we'll see how it goes uh the, the the nice thing is is we're talking about it like hey you know 
did they reach for this guy? Is this too much? Is how if he is he gonna play? U of L, they they steal D two transfers and they're oh. like starter. Yeah. Woo! Got him. Oh, the Georgia Southern H back. Remember him? Whatever happened. Four star H back. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. But you did a we did a good segue and then I kind of walked us back to just take a, <laughs> a pot shot. But uh you're doing a good segue into the NFL draft, which is Tonight, yes. the first round. Correct. We will not hear any Kentucky Wildcats unless nope. there's just a total shock. But tomorrow night should be pretty fun for hearing UK players. There's going to be a lot tomorrow. Yeah. It's um, only the first round tonight? Just the first just round. Just the first round. It takes a while. Um, but th- this first round is going to be a lot of fun because pretty much every interview I've heard, every mo- the reason why your mock drafts are all out of whack is because – each team evaluate like there's four top receivers, right? Jamison Williams would probably be the consensus number one without the ACL injury. But if you ask four teams to rank their top four receivers, they might all give you different answers from one another. It's same thing applies kind of a lot of it's based on your own personal rankings of these guys and how wildly they vary between one another and how bad the quarterbacks are. And Justin, I'm at the point now, I do not want Steelers to take a quarterback. Let's just ride with Mitch. Wow. And I think all of these guys stink. You get Matt Corral at the right time, buddy. I, like If you got Sam Howell in the second round Man, I, they, the, or Matt Corral in the second round, I'd be fine. But at 20, I, I'd i rather ha- have an off. like Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. His hands are too Kenny small. Kenny Pickett. If the Steelers, you all, we all just need to berate and bully these two if the Steelers take Kenny Pickett at number 20. Gosh, it's, That's it's, not going to happen. So when I went to the NFL draft when Josh Allen was there in Nashville, everybody pointed and laughed at the Giants fan when they took uh, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, at like six overall. I have a feeling everybody's going to be pointing and laughing at me whenever the Steelers make their pick. It's just... No. They'll take a defensive guy. I'll, well, bet, I'll Roush, bet you any amount of money. You know, this is a downtime for the Steelers, but as a lifelong fan, you've had so many good memories. <laughs> so many good memories. <laughs> You'll never forget your first terrible towel wave back in 2019 as Ben Roethlisberger could barely throw it 20 yards down the field. And then he must have gotten some shots or something because then he actually was throwing some long balls. It was like, well, where did that come from? But still, ultimately, just was a bag of bones, bag of flesh, too old. But now you'll get a new era in Kenny Pickett. Roush, I am with you on the Trubisky thing. I've, I've come around. I mean, if that's, if that's the best we can do, it's the best we can do. Got to trust Tomlin. Packers with two first-round picks. Will I be awake No. when it gets around to pick so, 22? I'm going to do my darndest. Um, will it be a receiver? Will one of them be a receiver? Yes. Okay. I'm hoping, actually, we just trade both of them and then get, like, Debo Samuels or something. I don't care. Yeah. Go get somebody. Have some fun. Go crazy with them. Do Go whatever. I, I don't care. Uh, two first-rounders, it's kind of – or do you sit, send both of them and trade up? Go get Williams. I'm not worried about the Maybe, maybe you um, – but maybe you hang around. Uh, I, I know Freddie mentioned a guy the other day that is kind of a sleeper receiver um, from one of the Dakota schools. And there's Scott Moore from Western Michigan. People really like him. So maybe you just sit back and wait, and you still have a good receiver there. Uh, where, where is the first pick for the Packers? It is at 22. They're at 22 and 28. It's not bad. I feel like you can get two quality guys out of that. No, you should. I mean, those, yeah, absolutely. 
no no doubt about it. Uh, I do you do you love the draft? I don't. But no. so I'm I've going to a buddy's house tonight. Like I'm doing something. I've for gr- it. I've grown to like it a lot more. And unfortunately, the hoster of poker is out of town, so no Thursday night poker. But it would be the ultimate. You play car like you you do something while the draft is on, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I enjoy it. the The only thing about it, the first round does drag a little bit. Friday, it's gr- it's going to be great to have like the two when the picks are have, coming in hot. Yeah, you fast. had the, the second monitor up, and it's um, and it and I I feel like the first round to TJ is a lot of the guys who are specializing at one position. Where rounds two and three, you get a lot of dudes who are awesome at college football, but aren't necessarily the um. Like they, they have a couple strikes against them for whatever reason, and that's why they aren't like these bona fide pro prospects. So um, I, I ultimately think we're going to get – it'll be like a – I actually think Kennard could end up being the third guy off the board. I don't, I don't know. But it, a Pascal, Wandale, Kennard, well, Fortner, they're all going to be going Friday. We can make those predictions tomorrow gotcha. um, on, in, on on the order uh, and then talk about the first round. But I I don't I guess everybody's saying Trayvon Walker is going to go first. That's uh, that's one of the nice things, Scoots, for for our, our friend Mike Rutherford, who does the three to six show is he never has to stay up late for the Lions pick no. ever. Now, of course, they did trade, and they actually have the absolute last pick in the first round. So, well, you know, and it doesn't and look like that joke loses a little bit of its sting. But they also have the number two pick, and they always seem to be in the top five. Well, to double down on that, he also doesn't have to stay up to wait around to see if Louisville players are getting picked. Wow! <laughs> Scoot! Suck it! <laughs> Take that, Rutherford! Tampering. <laughs> hour one done. Hour two coming up next. Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hey, Nick Roush, what are you doing for lunch today? I think I'm going to go to Salsaritas. One of the two locations in Louisville? Probably the St. Matthews one, but they also have one in Middletown. That one has a drive-thru. It does have a drive-thru. The St. Matthews, didn't they newly renovate that place? Oh, it's great. Uh, they've got blue Powerade there. Um, freshly marinated meats. Oh, yeah. S- extra spicy salsa. Mm-hmm. Not for scoots. Not for scoots, but maybe some of that, ooh, that very tasty guacamole. Love the guacamole at Salsaritas. Salsa's so good, it's in their name, Salsaritas. Check them out today. We still we've we've got to do something. It's unbelievable that they've they've outsourced the ads on this station to Tony Vanetti. <laughs> it's got to be changed, <laughs> and it's got to be changed immediately. What? 
It's all because of you, Scoots, honestly. You're, you're making me... I'm doing ad reads, and there's no music in the background for them. Of course, Salsaritas isn't going to want that. That was not Salsa. Was it Salsaritas? No, that was for the okay. job hiring thing. That was Trevor's call. It was only a three-day thing. It wasn't. Um, that was, what, it was so bad. <laughs> who, who said... There, I'm starting to think Trevor may have it out for me. <laughs> Probably Maybe. not just you. You never heard that ad because you don't listen to the station, but I was <laughs> listening to it. It just was like me. No music, no like good like transition in. You could almost like, you did, you couldn't hear me coughing, but you may as well. Like, <clears throat> hey, Thornton's job mega fair. Just nothing in the background to make it even sound better. I thought it was great. Thanks, Scoots. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's he's our producer, Justin Kalen. I'm TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Salsaritas is, is delicious. We love them. Go check them out today. Download the app. It'll save you some money. Uh, the NFL draft is tonight. We will continue to talk about that. We've got to get to the Thornton's text line here soon. 502-414-1450. Roush, you were active on the old tweeter yesterday. I was. You're not happy with Churchill Downs. Stop oh. me if you've heard this before, folks. Big surprise. Big surprise. And here's the thing. Uh, I tried to this this was this was my tempered take. This is me pumping the brakes a little bit, not just making jokes about how uh Churchill Downs never does anything for the poor people. Um, but hey, they're throwing us a bone, Nathaniel Ratliff in the infield. Uh, they're giving the animals in cages a toy to play with. And the night sweats. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um and love the night sweats. Part of Churchill Downs, the, the the last big thing they needed to do in all of their transformation, the, the paddock does need an upgrade. The video boards there are ancient. Uh, they, uh, they're they old. There's there's only one small one. Um, the, the paddock was due for an upgrade. They announced yesterday their tentative plans to invest 185 to $200 million to get the new paddock ready for Kentucky Derby 150 in two years. They only revealed one picture in this press release of the redesign. Well, technically two, one of the inside. But a part of the press release that says this, uh, it will provide, uh, but where's, where's the exact line? Yeah, here we go. The project will transform the existing paddock area in a manner that will enhance the experience for nearly every guest who enters the gates of the historic racetrack. Nearly every guest. Will it be cool that you can see the twin spires from the front gate? Yeah. Will it be better to have better video boards to be able to watch the races from the paddock? Sure. Will you actually be able to see the horses? Can't really tell. Because it's just concrete everywhere. Because they need to build a 12,000 square foot guest space to be able to, 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 for another dining room. We need another chef's table, cocktail service, reserved racetrack viewing to be able to see. We got to be able to sit down for a nice fancy dinner to watch the horses poop in the paddock before they go to race. The whole point. How are we going to see that Japanese horses? You know what? The whole point of a paddock. I mean, we, do we really need 3,600 premium reserve seats? No, we don't. Will it be nice that they have some chairs, some bleacher chairs to be able to sit and watch the horses? Sure. But the whole point of a paddock, it is a common area for every single kind of fan to go to meet with one another and to just look at the horses. You can't even, like, they, they like dug the paddock in a hole. 
You can't even get up right next to the rail to look at him. Now, maybe if you give me some other designs, I might be convinced otherwise. But at this point, instead of bringing everybody together, it's just continuing to segregate the rich from the poor. The The rich folks are going to be able to be up in their dining areas and look down on the paddock while other people get their binoculars out to be able to see their horse. It's the final way to pinch out the pores. And it's just, it's it's sad. It's sad, really, because this is a place where you typically could go on a derby day and you run into Dr. J or uh, names ex-celebrity. Everybody likes to make one trip to the paddock while they're there. And that's where I watched my first derby. That's where uh, a lot of people did. Mario Gutierrez waved at me before I'll have another took the track. So I went and put all of my money on I'll have another and I won big. It was awesome. Wow. Had the time of my life. Um it's where I go on Thursdays. They might still have that stage center off to the side. I couldn't really tell. They really focus on the actual paddock part. But I just, I just, I really, really dislike. Like we have all of this space for people to move around and operate, and we're just going to take it away so we can have our seventeenth dining room. You got plenty of dining rooms, Churchill Downs. Don't take away your last common space. Stupid. It's asinine. It's a public space for the public, for the people who come there regularly. You don't need one more dining room for your one day a year. Well, it's not a public space. It's a private business. But it's where, you know, sure, yeah, the general Um, public can congregate. Scoots, what do you think about it? How much are you familiar with even any of this? I think Nick needs to just be okay with change is what I think. Wow. Everything changes in time, Nick. And I I get it. It's not how it it has been, always was, with you growing up and all that, visiting the track. But everything changes. No, and and you know what, Justin? I had to tell myself that for some of it. But you also just, if you're going to have a big racetrack, you need to have a big area for people to just hang out. I don't disagree with that, but I mean, if you can put what you say thirty six hundred seats and yeah. and charge a premium price for them, that's that's just a smart business move. Yeah, but how often are you going to have people in those premium seats? Two days a year? Well, you never know. Whenever the paddock's used every race day of the yeah, year. but the other days they're it sounds like they're going to have like a general admission kind of you can have your own little paddock area like the old days. They've got that like little like soccer seating setup where they've got like the the high up rails where you can put your drinks and watch. Yeah, sounds like for the non busy well, days it won't be an issue. And so and and that's part of where I'm. I want to see more, but I just hope that they take this into consideration because I mean I don't ever watch races at, like in person. <laughs> I'm usually staring at the video screen in the paddock. So I spend all my time, and I just I just don't want to take away all the walking around room and all the people watching room just so we can have places to sit down. Cause I don't like to sit down at the racetrack. I don't, I know some people you got to have your seat. I, I, I just don't. It's like, let me find a bench for a minute and that'll be nice. They're going to add some, but my, my general view is like usually CDI, they're just out to make more money. They don't give a damn about the regulars. And here's the last place for the regulars. Let's not ruin it. It does need an upgrade. There does need to be changed, but let's not, do it for the worse. The it's seats, not cut off our nose to spider face. The seats we had for Keeneland, I'd actually like never sat in a seat at Keeneland before, um, at least under the cover. And 
it was nice. It was fun. It was nice. It was different, just kind of like sitting there and taking it all in. But in it's between not... races, I wanted to go make my bet, go get a beer, kind of just like yeah, yeah, people watch see the horses and do that. So I, I'm I'm kind of with you where I wanted to kind of be up moving around. Um, but it was nice having a seat when you wanted to. What do you think my take is on this? I think your take will be that this looks kind of cool. I'm interested. Because it does, like, when you have the, the they only share two pictures. One of them's the kind of big, and, and from the big bird's eye view, it just looks like all of the space that used to be there is gone. Um, and then when you get up close, you see, like, ooh, there's the stall, and you could be eating right next to it. It's kind of like the sweets that you have, like, at, um, don't call me Papa John's, where you're right there on the field. <laughs> yeah. So, like, some of it looks kind of cool, and it looks like it would fit in better with the track aesthetics. So it's either that or I don't care. Don't care. Yeah, it could be I don't care. Um, they say in radio the best and most entertaining radio is to be unpredictable. I mostly agree with you. My, my initial thought was like I am open to change, and Churchill Downs has more money than they know what to do with, uh, and they're keeping gambling and all that stuff from happening. I can't be convinced otherwise. But I just don't think it looks good. I think, like it looks almost like a Coliseum arena like <laughs> hybrid where like you know I know that they are technically like show ponies um, in a sense but it it's weird like at you know I thought the other the, I thought it flowed really well the other way uh, maybe it was kind of inconvenient to have to block off the section when the horses had to make their way to the track but this just looks out of place and yeah. I will say, once it's built and I get to check it out, I reserve the right to change my opinion. Maybe it'll be great. But this just kind of looks dumb. Kind of looks like... Making an arena out of a paddock when every other paddock is all about being as close and intimate with the... Like, ha having a close, intimate experience with the horses. That's what it's about. And it's like, welcome to the Churchill Downs paddock. And you just have, like, people up in the stands. Oh, like... And also, you know, they're going to have that gate right there. Maybe they won't, like, do ticket entry there. Maybe they'll make you enter somewhere else. Because that spot right where they have that gate in the picture, if you saw it, that place is going to be packed on any big so day. Packed. If that's, like, where, it's going to be a nightmare. But the, they'll probably end up just having, like, t you know, you scan somewhere else and then you have to go walk that way. But then, you know, eh, I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. I would be open to doing something different around the paddock. I just think they kind of swung and missed with the design and the features here. I'm sure it'll be nice. I'll I reserve the right to change my opinion once I see it. But that bad spending of money, Churchill. Do cooler things elsewhere, like a casino. Perhaps. That'd, be, that'd be pretty cool. But I do also. When I did see that, I was like, well, they're just they're gonna make sure that they just have like the Mac Daddy of facility possible by the time casinos and, like, sports gambling roll around, whenever that may be. But it's all going to be at Churchill. Mm -hmm. And, like, it'll probably be, you know, where you can even – sure, it'll be secured and whatnot. But, like, you can go to the casino and even at night, kind of like, there's the historic Churchill oh, Downs Twin right, Spires. Right. There's the paddock. And that restaurant may be open up there overlooking the paddock. Right, you know, maybe right. they uh, – They've already got the one, the – Restaurant that's open up there. I forget. What yeah, they had a new story called. just did a feature on them. But yeah, I just think it. I'm I'm open. I would have if they would have said, "Hey, we were doing some renovations to the paddock." I would have been like, "Sweet, I'm excited to see it." Swing and a miss. Yeah, I um into the last. So I guess it was my birthday last year. 
And my parents were like, you know, my, my dad was like, I've got some friends coming. Maybe we um, we start in the paddock and then we go up to the fancy dining room afterwards. You can have a nice dinner for your birthday. And I was just like, kind of just want to hang out in the paddock all night. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's who I am. That's what I am. Don't don't mess this up, Churchill. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think on average, just normal days, that won't be, you know, it'll be fine for the average fan. But you're 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 you may be onto something on the big busy days. Yeah, and I think there's something too, like, hey, how do we make it not as clunky to get around, easier to get around? Will we just kind of move it back closer to the spire? Like they're I think they're on the right track. It's just it's too much. Yeah. Hey, uh switching gears here, did you see that a familiar name is in the transfer portal again? Ooh. We got a repeat portaler? We got a repeat portaler, oh, wow. and happens to be just from uh, the county over. Justin Powell back in the transfer portal, one-time Auburn commit, well player, and then to Tennessee, one time considered to be one of Calipari's most important recruits. Uh, didn't put up very good numbers or play much. No, nope. but for Justin Powell in 2018, he was at Trinity, went to Mount Verde. Then went to North Oldham, then went to Auburn, then went to Tennessee, and now sounds exhausting. He'll be going to a six school in four years. Whew. And of course, some of that, you know, everybody's going to go from high school to college. But and there's COVID and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. But still, that's a lot. That's a lot. And he uh, saw. His, is he just going to end up at Western with everybody else? Christian Landers there, Justin. You see that? Yeah. No, that's definitely KRC's number two team. Got Dante Allen. Yeah. Yeah, for go sure. get Pal. Just go get yeah. all the all the big names from the region. It is funny. Like it's just it's like Pokemon cards. Gotta gotta catch them all. Yeah, no kidding. Uh let's get to the Storden Sex line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The first texture says, So TJ what is the actual reason UK doesn't want to give you any recognition in the journalism fraternity? Do you have beef with any faculty? Were you a good student? I was a great student. Uh, probably just because I'm not super liberal would be my first guess oh. of why UK journalism has has not been super friendly with me. I have no idea. I also just made that joke because the Journalism Hall of Fame, they really do make it an exclusive club for people who've just done it for like 30 years. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's congrats very, to all of them. I was yeah. reading them. Uh, most of the names that I at least heard of, there was a couple that I hadn't, but all deserving and cool for them. I don't I don't mind it. There's just a – like journalism school was very much either you were really, really buddy-buddy with the teachers and they would like, you know, they would like you. Oh, yeah. Or you weren't. And I wasn't, not with the least the ones that run the the journalism school. There's a few I liked in there. I don't even know if they're still there. But uh, the ones that still run it, that are still running it, they weren't crazy about me for whatever reason. Um, not not 100% Yeah, sure and why. usually they wouldn't be crazy about people because they just half-assed it. And mm-hmm. it was like, but like you me. wouldn't have done it. You were working full-time journalism. Well, Buck time. Ryan thought that I plagiarized that one thing, so I had to have a sit-down with some of the heads. And I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. You said we could work on this in groups. There was nothing plagiarized <laughs> at all. We were working together on something. And then it was kind of like a he said, he said versus was that actually the rule stipulation or not? And then, like, multiple people in the class were like, yes, you said we could do that. Uh, but that would be the only, like, encounter with the faculty. Besides Something that, I was a good student, kept to myself. Black. 
mostly just wanted to get the hell out of class. Did you go to class? Yes. Okay. You know, I never missed a day in high school. I'm not sure if I've told that or not. No, never. Very cool to hear Roush name drop one of my favorite restaurants, Trader Joe's. Can be tough to get a table there, but the wait staff and their fun tropical shirts makes it worth the trouble. Fresh Market, much better than Trader Joe's. Never been to a Fresh Market. and I've, I Fresh don't, Market's got it going on. I don't think I've ever been to uh, the Trader Joe's in Louisville. I would in Lexington every once in a while. But. Trader, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, mm-hmm. Just the best macaroons in town at a, Fresh Market. I'm a Kroger's guy, though. Brain, sure. Brain loyalty. Did you say Kroger's? He like did. an old guy? Yeah, what do you think about that? You were you were literally making fun of that earlier this week, and you just said it. No. I'm a Kroger's guy. I have to go to the Kroger's. Do you have Do you have your home Kroger? I do, <laughs> uh, but there, I'm kind of in between. I'm in between three. See, I am as well. We ha- So we have we have Krogetto. <laughs> Which is your quick in and out. Uh, people get stabbed there sometimes, so you got to watch out. Uh, if you know the Third Street Kroger, you agree with me a hundred percent. But I typically go to the one that is right next to Churchill Downs. Um, oh, the one by U of L. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that, I've been in that. Where one. they've got the uh, like. Oh, you just go there because the college. T- toss it there. here, and then, dude, that is an eclectic ass place. Let me tell you what. Uh, also, just uh, it's. I think that one is the closest. There's one uh, a little bit further away, depending on what I'm doing that day. I might go over there, but I can. I know where everything is in that Central Station one. Like, yeah, you know, back of my hand. Yeah, I've got a map of it. I've got the one that I went to when I lived in St. Matthews, right by the Salsaritas on Hubbard's. I Mm -hmm. do not go to that one often. Even when I lived in St. Matthews, didn't go to that one often. Have the one Brownsboro Road, which that's that's my home one. The uh, Holiday Manor. Are you familiar with the mojitos over there by Ballard? I have not been to that one. Actually, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't been to that one. That's a yeah, older crowd. Brooke um, used to live by the one in Clifton, and that one was oh, being renovated. That one is, yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot, yeah. That one's not the we'll, probably we'll not tight. the ni- probably not the nicest one in town. And then the other one by me is the one on Westport Road, which is right next to Trevor. That's Trevor's home, Kroger. Um, don't go to that one either. That one's almost just like too too big of a parking lot. Too many yeah. things there. Well, and they. It is funny that everybody's kind of got their home grocery well, store. And if you make a super Kroger too, Jason, sometimes those super Krogers are just a super pain in the ass. <laughs> so, so it's true. Two things: a, I never grocery shop or shop of any any kind. It's it's one of the strangest things about me. My roommate, I'll I'll come back with groceries and he'll be shocked that I went to the grocery. Um, but if I do go to the grocery, it's not Kroger. I go to Meyer. Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. Is that an Indiana thing? Um, I think it's, for me, it's just a proximity thing because it's about two minutes from my apartment. What do we have coming to town? Uh, the uh, the ones that are in Publix. Publix, yeah. I'm pumped. I'm yeah, they're pumped already, they're already starting. Publix. They're building it. They're making, yeah. they're making waves on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, Publix, though. Th- so they are nice. Um, when I visit my sister, that's where we go. They just, their generics aren't cheap enough. It's it's not about they cheap enough. Not the generics about it's not about the generics there, Ralph. It's about the pub subs. Mountain shouting, shouting mountain. Well, that's see, and that's like the most off. Justin Kalen thing ever. Like, it's not about the actual groceries at the grocery store. It's about going to get a sandwich there and yeah. then coming back the next day instead of just bringing food to my house and making it. Yeah, that's Man, it's much a, easier. What a pain in the there's ass. There's a barbecue <laughs> place in the Kroger that I go to by Ballard. It was out of Cincinnati. Now I forget the name of it. It was great, but I think I was the only person that would eat there. 
there's nobody else there ever, and it's not there anymore. That was, uh, although to Justin's point, uh, one of those Walmart grocery stores was by where I worked in Lexington, and you could get two pieces of fried chicken and two sides for $4. That's unbelievable. That's the thing. It's like, I'll sometimes, this, I don't know if this is embarrassing or not, but sometimes I'll go to that fresh market, and I'll do it at Kroger too, but fresh market's better, and I'll just grab like a rotisserie chicken and mm-hmm. be like, that's my lunch. And it's $6, and it's like, I'm not getting a $6 lunch in town. Yeah, 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 yeah. And same with Kroger. Even that barbecue place, which I think Eliza's, that sound ring a bell for a barbecue place in Cincinnati? Um, I don't know. I for, kind of forget the name of it. But even like that place, or if you just go to Kroger for a lunch, it is. It's like four or five bucks. You, Pro can't, tip, you can't beat it. If you um, are in the Highlands area doing some work, or, I mean, I've got one closer to me, Cuban sandwiches at the value market. Mm. Value market, kind of an international grocery store, but the deli, they have they put the little weight on top of the meat as it's searing and it just gets all the juices. Oh, Makes so some good. cool noises, I'm sure. Oh yeah. And of course every lunch should be at Salsaritas, but if you if, if you, you need to mix it up DVA, like one out of seven right, days, right. then sure. Another texture says, not exactly sure if the guards we have currently with Wheeler, CJ Frederick, Wallace, Antonio Reeves truly is a title contending team. But I think we can go to the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, but don't think it's a Final Four caliber right now. Guards are what it take. Guards are what takes teams deep in March. So, all right, I don't necessarily disagree with your sentiment. I think a lot of it is just how how good, like Kaysen Wallace's ceiling. I think it's pretty high, and his his development can spur that. You know, I mean, like. Uh, Ty Ty Washington had his moments, but he also was a late riser who missed out on basically a year of basketball with COVID. Kaysen has been one of the best guards in his class for years. Mm -hmm. So I think he has a higher ceiling than a lot of the guards that have been lead guards. um, I mean, maybe since Maxi, right? Ish. Maybe even a higher ceiling than that because he, I mean, Kaysen Wallace has been a top 10 kid for. As long as we've known Casey Wallace on the recruiting trail for the last three years, so I do think that, to your point, Texter, while yes, I, um, some of that it can be a little like Xavier Wheeler wasn't at his best last year, but may- maybe Wallace can become good enough to be that lead guard on a Final Four contender. Because how many people thought that? Caleb Love was going to do that last year for North Carolina. Well, especially kind of watching him throughout the season. Yeah, I think. you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Texture, if if Wallace ends up not being – if he ends up being worse than Ty Ty, maybe you're onto something. But also, St. Peter's made the Elite Eight. So just making these, like, blanket statements that this team can't do this or can't <laughs> do that, we, we know that's not totally how it is. But I, I understand your sentiment that you don't think that they have – what it takes maybe to win it all with that backcourt. It probably will come down to Wallace to some degree. But Wheeler's a really good college guard, and he can get you far. But I do agree that you need something, somebody that just is, has an extra talent level that he can't exceed, and hopefully that would be Wallace. But I, I would want one more player too, Texter, just to, to, to make us all feel a little bit better. But more info, I, I still so. think it's a top-five team, how it is right now. You got the national player of the year. That goes a long way. And I'll Hold just, on. While we're talking college basketball, you, you can go ahead, but I'm going to pull something up. I just wanted to read this. The next texture really piggybacks off this one. We need to add another legitimate playmaker who can go get a bucket at the end of games. A player where everyone could just clear out and go ISO. It's a big reason why UNC made it to the championship this year. 
Well, and they they also kind of had multiple ones because, um, and now I can't think of their point guard's name. Um, Justin, can you help me? Not Caleb Love, but the other guy that played well for him. Davis? Yeah, Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah R.J. Davis. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we we are kind of having to put a lot on Wallace's shoulders in that case. Because I, I tend to agree that, you know, even though you've got the National Player of the Year and, as your center, then you've got a lot of nice other front court pieces. Um, but also, Texter, you're, you're not getting that at this time of year either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not going to find one of those guys in the transfer portal that's just going to be your everybody get out of the way because he's better than everybody on the court. Yeah, I was, you just kind of got to lean into Casey Wallace. I, I I saw some Duke projected starting lineup, and it's like Lively, Flipikowski, Whitehead, Roach, and then they're thinking maybe Baylor could be their three, and then they've got kind of a deep bench, but doesn't really jump out to you. That's a that's a great that's a great team, you would think. Is it well, it's great individual pieces. Will it make a great team? And imagine no offense to like Lively, who's an absolute I, I love him. I, I wish so badly he would have came to Kentucky and been UK's four. But which one of those two are getting rebounds over Oscar? I mean, it's just dangerous having one of those two guys have to try to box out Oscar Sheboy. They don't have they don't have the muscle. So that's another thing we got to remember. We're going to look at UK and we're going to pick out like any and every flaw, but there's going to be teams with flaws all throughout the country. Um, and I don't think UK's done yet. So that's also another point. But I, it's, it's already top five. It's already title contender as far as I'm concerned. But I would like one more just to, because you, you want to be able to not feel like you're a title contender. You want to feel like you're the title favorite. So there's, there's some options out there, I think, to make that happen. A texter says, TJ and Roush, did you all shadow at any other schools other than St. X and DeSales? Yeah. I think, all, you, I, think, I think I did all of them except Trinity. I only – I shadowed Trinity. So just St. X and Trinity. Shadowed my friend Tanner, who had a good time. I really liked Trinity. I, I could have gone there easily. Uh, their lunches were horrible, though, in comparison to St. X's. Horrible. I uh, was amused that uh, whenever I shadowed Holy Cross, like they just didn't do school. It's a lot of sitting around in class. When they like have shadows, do they try to like really hit home the girl aspect of like opposite sex is here? They were very big on you can chew gum in class. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they would come and do their presentations, and DeSales was the laptop people, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Holy Cross was the we have girls and you can chew gum next to the girls. Yeah, I mean, it was, and, and like I knew a lot of people there too already. So it wasn't much of a, it's like, oh, so these are the, look, we've got girls. It's like, yeah, I know them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so just Trinity and St. X for me. Do you shadow any places? No. No, that was, I was not privileged enough to do that. You you went where you went. Where would be an alternative? What's close to Pekin? Where where would somebody from Pekin go to a private school? Uh, So where I lived, I lived like middle of the county, um, or actually like the north, south of the county, sorry. So I would have went to North Harrison, but the closest private school is Providence here in Clarksville, mm. and that would have taken me 40 minutes. Providence is a nice school, right? It is, yeah. Okay. 40 yeah. minutes also, it's not that. I mean, there's, eh, there's, every day. Every I had a cousin that lived in day. Paoli that went to Trinity. And oh, I was, there's, oh a, I mean, there's a lot of people that do that. That's though. just crazy. Are you kidding me? Not kidding. That's an hour. That's north oh, of an hour. Yeah, I know. Every, every wow. day. That's miserable. 
he turned out to be all right, though. So Whew. I guess it was worth it. It's just what the shots fired at Paoli High School, though. The poor Rams. Damn Rams. Do you know they were the Rams? Yeah, the great, we we played. They were in our sectional. Great color year. scheme. Uh, same as my high school. Oh, well then, purple and gold. How many? How many purple and gold are ruling? It was just us and Paoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, re okay. A texture says. Roush, is this Robinson dude going to see a legitimate clock at Kentucky, the recent transfer? Well, and that's oh, what – um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's what we alluded to in hour number one. Project, but there's a lot of lot of nice tools there. So go back and listen to that on the Cornbread Hint Podcast. All right, one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next here on Bro- Big X Sports Radio. Cow. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. I really just am in total limbo if we have golf cards or not. But if we do... <laughs> um, they're very limited. Okay. There's, there's a few out there, but they're almost out. So BigXSportsRadio.com if you want to take up one of the last few. Under $25 around. Beautiful courses in the region. Chariot Run, Christmas Lake, Elk Run, Valley View? Yep. Am I missing any? Uh, Old Capital. Old Capital, yep. yeah. Big Bill on a hill. The only one that I've like never even seen or really heard of until Old Scoots was telling me about it. Wait, have you? so you've never played there? Correct. What? TJ. Correct. I know. The, uh, hand like I've played honestly, Cherry Run several times. If that makes it any better, no, it doesn't. Because honestly, I would almost rather play Old Capital than Chariot Run. Wow. Old Capital is beautiful. Justin just loves those Red Rockets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't help or doesn't hurt <laughs> or help. <laughs> well, get them while you can. Mother's Day, which is coming up, folks, and uh, or Father's Day around the corner. They won't make it to Father's Day. That seems pretty clear. Yeah. From the current state of the Big X Sports Radio golf card. Helping out the station, too. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Do we want to keep doing text? Any other quick hitters? Uh, Baffert might miss two more derbies. Be a real shame. We also didn't mention Brad Calipari. Oh. Oh, yeah. Brad Swag going to Brooklyn. Yeah. I feel like still people are just mean to him just because he's <laughs> John Calipari's son. Um, that being said... Yeah, this is kind of like a normal coach career son yeah. move. You you're with the parent for a little bit, then you branch off for a little bit, and I wouldn't be shocked if I don't know how much longer Calipari's going to do. It wouldn't be surprised someday to see him come back and be an assistant. Under be Calipari. pretty. I feel like going to LIU Brooklyn, not a bad post grad. Like Twenty three. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. He'll be a special assistant to the head coach, and the head coach is uh, Kellogg. Yes, Derek Kellogg, who used to play for Cal back in the day. Yes. So, uh, best of luck to Brad. Who um, do we think that now UK can bring in Milt Wagner? No, do we think kidding. that Brad is? Do we think Cal's going to stick with the suits now that Brad's gone? I don't care. Just don't care. <laughs> Damn it, TJ. I'm sorry. I just I don't. I never could really like even in like the funsy sort of aspect of it. Just couldn't Gosh, couldn't consistently care enough to 
to what, what a coach wears. I will say, here's something that is important. You mentioned Milt Wagner. Kenny Payne hired his third assistant. Oh, goodness gracious. And it was not Milt Wagner. And uh, the, Hey, I'll be fair. Most of U of L fans are like, oh, what the hell? Well, and Guy who hasn't coached in 15 years. The thing, too, is you, you can't hire Milt Wagner anymore. Like the, the, the bringing, bringing the player, bringing the dad or the, the relative on, they have to be an official head coach. You can't just make up special assistant to the regional manager and like pay them $50,000 to not actually Correct. coach. It has to be one of the bench coaches. So, wow. Wonder if all the crystal balls are going to start changing back to UK. No, I, I think that, well, the funny thing was though is, did you hear what, uh, what Dewan said, he was like, yeah, should have happened a long time ago. Like, Milt should have gotten there, gotten a job at UofL a long time ago. But now it looks like he's not going to have a job there. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, they got a guy from Oregon who's in, like, a support staff role. And actually, can I read this to you? Ooh, yes. I would love to hear it. Let's see if I can find it. I'm sure it's a fun description of... Okay. This is from U of L's release. Jameson's responsibilities over the last 15 years at Oregon have included scheduling, coordinating the team's travel, budgeting, academic support, and equipment oversight. Ooh, equipment oversight. Okay, so he so, was washing jock straps. Well, leave the equipment oversight part out of there. <laughs> like scheduling, coordinating teams. Well, travel, Oregon equipment, budgeting? they've got a lot of equipment, That's a lot awesome. of swag. So you know he's going to be organized. I would if I was James. I was like, leave leave the equipment manager part out. Like I'm pretty accomplished. I just threw that on my resume because <laughs> I haven't done anything in a while. You know, I didn't actually want that in the release. Yeah, oh, great. Lucy's preschool sent us a message. Oh no, never, this could be bad. Never good. Let's go back to the Thornton's text on five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texture says Antonio Reeves back on the friends list. What a player! <laughs> really was shocking. Yeah, something weird. We talked about it in hour one, but. Somebody was trying to bluff. Maybe Reeves was trying to bluff and make his list. And UK said, "Fine, you go to Oregon, buddy." And he said, "Never mind, never mind. I want to go to UK." Or maybe UK, maybe saw his UK saw his list and said, "Hey, we want you. What? Don't go visit anywhere else. What do we got to do to make you come here?" But there was definitely like a little peacock in there, and maybe too soon with the St. Peter's reference. But there was <laughs> there was somebody was trying to kind of get the upper hand, and then eventually both parties just came to their senses and. I love it in a Davion Mintrell, really do. Still need our Kellen Grady replacement, in my opinion. A texter says, this Baylor guy reminds me of a better Joe Ingles. <laughs> better Joe Ingles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, another person says, is this tweet still true? And it was, uh, L had a tweet, and it was like, all of our assistant coaches have won a national championship and been a first-round draft pick. I don't think that's the case anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but if you want to throw in like a little equipment manager part on that stat, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> and one was an equipment and manager. And one supported their one, got the players dressed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with an equipment manager. I just thought it was a funny ad to his resume. Oh, Texter says, Justin Powell back in the portal. Don't want to be hyperbolic, but he could be the biggest recruit of the Calipari era. Yeah, that was an all-time bad take. Just an all-time bad take. Uh he didn't play at Auburn for like a year. Well, he got that concussion. He missed a lot of games. But I mean. his numbers, like before he got hurt, he had like two good games. So his numbers were good. 
it's just the the thing is the kid I don't know if he's getting bad advice or if he's if it's on him or if he just hasn't found the right fit but it's a good thing it didn't come through Lexington yeah. hey boys I've been listening for a few years now but for some reason I've completely missed out on a very important part of KRC who the hell are Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cuffer <laughs> <laughs> There are Our friends, friends at Thorns. Absolutely. They Pop love Thorns, Thorns today. Download the app. I'm, I'm definitely getting my free coffee on the way home. And you know what they're going to do, too? I'm going to get my free coffee and be like, well, I can get a donut while I'm here. Why not? Wide Willies. Always good. Yeah, our bananas have turned. I may have to pop by Thornton's on the way home today as well. Tish says, Nil is still a new thing, but I have a feeling in the next few years we're going to be hearing about a lot of people with some serious tax liability issues. See, and I remember when it was tax day and people were all up in arms. I have a feeling if you're if you're if you're at a university that has a decent support staff, you've addressed that multiple times. And here's the thing. If they have tax issues, people who don't deal with nil, like I, when we started this radio show, didn't know that I had to set aside money for tax issues. Like, because we don't teach that in schools. Like I don't think this is a Oh, Neil, what's wrong with these kids? Like, we don't teach kids how loans work in high schools. Instead, they go to pre-cal. This is an education problem, not like a... It's the people who run the education system problem, not like just the kids, because every kid go Like, I, I still don't know how taxes work, but you know what? I bet I can punch in the right numbers on a TurboTax thing to plug in my W-2. Quarterlies, can you explain those to me, TJ? Because I don't have a clue. You probably still don't have a clue. I remember my first year that I didn't know that I should have been paying quarterlies with rivals. Oh, my gosh. That was the worst. That was was not a fun feeling. Not not at all. But now on a solid quarterly schedule, life is good. Taxes are a fraud. Uh, Texter says, oh, they sent over, they said – Reeves advanced stats, by the way. I'm not going to read them because it's a lot of numbers. But he, the texture goes on to say that looks like not great defensively. Mm. And again, I can show you all those stats, and I know that this takes this into consideration to some degree. But he was on a terrible, terrible team. Yeah, so they are going to be bad, just naturally. But I, I also, if he was like a sticky lockdown defender, people would be saying that about him. That's true. And like I've said, I've watched a little bit of tape on him, but not enough to feel confident and saying if he's a good defender or a bad defender. I don't think UK would take him if he was horrible and a complete and total liability, but I also think there'd be more like this dude is you got you got a you got a lockdown defender. We would have heard that by now. We haven't. So he's probably just in the Kellen Grady mold of defense. Let's hope that he doesn't have the feet of a gout-ridden job of the hut. <laughs> By the way, I've got a lot of And that's Star- no fault to Kellen Grady. That's just life, man. I've had a lot of Star Wars Lego ads pop up on my timeline. I don't know what I was looking up that got them there. I've seen like some TikToks of like wives stealing stealing their fake videos, but like stealing their husband phone and, and just, just like saying the things that they want. <laughs> like Lululemon. Lululemon. <laughs> do you all think your phone picks up that? And yes. like I I do too. Yeah. I can't be convinced. I used to think it was just a bunch of hocus pocus, but, but I can't yeah. be convinced. There's otherwise. been too many weird situations. Oh, yeah. Me. Totally. Of just like conversations, yeah. and then you start to see the ads. Yeah. It's like, well, there's no way. There's just no way. That happened yesterday. I'm uh, not not with an ad per se, but I had a guest come up to me at the hotel, and he said, "You know, it's really weird. We haven't seen any uh, hot air balloons this spring yet." And I was like, "Yeah, that is weird. We because they normally float by the hotel all the time. 
literally 25 minutes later, four of them coming by the hotel. Now like, they got to the get hell? ready for the, the air show, They're huge. which will get canceled because of wind. Yeah, so uh, maybe big Brooke, weekend this weekend. Maybe Brooke was going by and being like, Star Wars Legos. Star, dad gets Star Wars Legos. Mom doesn't buy them. Or maybe they're picking up like all of the like they think that this is what Duke is saying, but it's actually something different. <laughs> Big weekend for what? Uh, yeah, we got the mini marathon. We got the balloon glow tomorrow night. Um, do we have just and, the mini or do we have the full? We have the full, but the thing is, because so actually the marathon goes by my house, but there's not as many people that run it, so it's not as much fun to have some morning cocktails and cheer them on. I'd like to think that they go by your house in the little front part that doesn't have a road. Oh, that'd be funny. Graph kind of has like a common area. Like, it's a weird setup. Me, me and common areas, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He stands out there. He feels like he's one of the regulars. Yeah. I just would want a thousand people to come run it in front of your front lawn. Would Which, be fun. Yeah. We, with the firefighters, they run by. Uh, but I actually uh, saw my neighbor's wife yesterday. She was out doing some gardening. She's like, you need to, to stay up late with my husband more often because he slept all day Sunday. It was a real treat. So, oh, my gosh. What would you do to him? String him under the table, <laughs> I guess. Um, Texture says, what did Nick say about EJ's caboose? Yeah, well, what did you say about EJ's EJ caboose? EJ is going to be the caboose to KRC next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He's going to be on with the Kentucky Winter Circle after KRC from the backside, and he's also uh, going to be a blind squirrel Monday night. They've got Barbara Rhodes' trainer, John Ortiz. So, How, how do we feel about – these other shows getting live remotes and old KRC is just... We haven't done one since I've been on the show. Yeah. Oh, well, I wonder if that's a coincidence. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Don't want to take me in public. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd rather go with Trevor in public. <laughs> I, we should show up to their to their blind squirrel remote and just heckle them from the crowd. would be a good time. Texter says, John here. Good morning, everyone. I'm not a fan of the Warriors, but I do enjoy watching them play, and they're starting to look like the championship Warriors of the past. Adding Reeves was great. Now who's next? Man, I know my Chiefs will be busy tonight in the draft. Two picks in the first, and they might trade up. We need a DB or a wide receiver. I know he's coming off an injury, but Jameson William would be a great add. It's moving up on me. He's healthy. Who do you want on your team? Well, got to go talk to you later. Ooh, you should steal the Chiefs' wide receivers and say, suck it, Patrick Mahomes. This is still Aaron Rodgers' league. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. But I also think that Jameson Williams would make more sense for the Chiefs long-term because they think he's the best. Are they that desperate for receivers? I know Kelsey's getting older and they don't have Hill anymore, but they still have some talent. So, Yeah, the dra- the mock, I've, I've seen that Green Bay may take Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Yeah. These people know a hell of a lot more than I do about this stuff. Traylon Burks is big as hell. He's Did Nick just take a shot at St. X and say they only produce walk-ons at UK? Uh, ever heard of Justin Jeffries? Charles Walker, who walked on for three years before getting a scholarship? Uh, Alex yeah. Cupper. Well, said, Alex Cupper went to Louisville, right? He he he. Well, he went to Trinity <laughs> and U of L. Dismells only produces smelly dumps. Wow. Dismells is pretty good. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> like they put Alex Cupper. <laughs> Double wrong. Uh, somebody says the bones are their money. 
<laughs> Which that was a. Uh, we went back and watched some of it after not seeing it for a year. Totally forgot about that skit. So damn funny. You said just to go with it. Oh. <laughs> oh, Kirby says, damn, Scoots with a banger. Keep going at Rutherford and Trevor. I'm here for it. Radio Wars. Woo. Yeah, we're all here for it. If you think Churchill makes it a headache for infielders, I can't imagine what an extra layer of Secret Service security is going to be like. Oh, because the Trumpster is going to be there. Yeah, but Trump isn't going to be in the infield. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, you know, they got to secure the... Everywhere. I uh, had told a story once upon a time about my run-in with Secret Service at security at Churchill Downs. But that was former first daughter, Chelsea Clinton. I mean, I'd imagine Trump's going to have more security. Did you try more. to you – were, you were hitting on Chelsea Clinton? Well, I was wow. looking for a wristband to get into the room, and the Secret Service guy was like, <laughs> she's with me. I got this pen. She goes wherever she wants to go. Okay. All righty then. Another text says – Churchill we, we Downs doesn't want pins. us there. We got to get those pins. No, they don't want us there, bastards. Is this Nick Rant in place of EJ Clark? <laughs> <laughs> Going to get a lot of EJ Clark next week. Dexter says, hearing that from Scoots, Mr. I Hate Nil and Seven Game Series is hilarious. Tell him to suck it, Roush. Wow. Suck it, Scoots. <laughs> I was waiting for that during because it was everything I was saying was so a pot meat kettle situation. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a good business plan. Guy who doesn't like well, I NBA told, teams to make money or college. No, I told you, I told you, you have to be okay with change. When I myself am not okay with change. <laughs> <laughs> After watching this film, I love the new cornerback. He has length, enjoys contact, and has a great breaking up the ball ability. He loves long walks on the beach and taking his dog to the park. Whoa, whoa, that's not in the text. He looked a step slow in some parts. However, I put that on the kid that grew four to six inches late into his junior year and hasn't had any time to grow into his feet. I expect him to play much faster this year. A great young pickup for Kentucky with plenty of eligibility left. I like the optimism. I like we the optimism. That, we hope that you're right. Yeah, and it is one of those things. We'll check in check in on them later and see how exactly. progress is being made. Texture says, if you're shopping regularly at Fresh Market, then the real estate market is treating That's you well. That's not true. would cheap. pass on that store. No, Fresh Market's pretty cheap. Roush would pass out. That's, I think he's thinking if there's a vegan one close by, right? That's like... Um, Fresh Market, I mean, you there's like they have some of their like organic, homemade stuff that is super expensive. But if you just want like chicken or meat... It's not that bad. And you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Scoots, you have to go to the Kroger on 10th Street in Jeffersonville. I frequent there and ran into Andre Woodson. Apparently, he lives in the same small town as me over here. Pretty neat to stop and talk with an all-time UK great in the produce section. That was from Big Money Moo. So that would be the second closest grocery store to me. That's the one my roommate goes to. So maybe he's ran into old Andre Woodson. That'd be pretty cool just to run into Andre Woodson at the grocery store. It'd be even cooler to run into Mook. Admittedly, though, yeah, I would would notice Mook. If I ran across Andre Woodson, I would not know him from Adam. Hmm. But I would know Mook. I would say hi to Mook. I hear John Spears has retired as the radio voice of the St. X Tigers. Any chance Scoots is interested in that gig? Um, So if I was interested in that gig, I would not be able to do Big X games. So I'm going to turn it down. Oh, wow. Wait. You're, You're offered it? No. Oh. 
But uh, in this hypothetical, because you would rather do Big X games than say next Tigers games. Wow, shots fired, TJ. Well, no, it's That's just a pot shot. it's just no, just switching it up, calling for different teams. I don't I don't know that I want to be stuck on the same team. You don't want to be the you the, don't have the beat the, the voice. I, I want to be the voice of the Tigers. Let's well, hear your roar. I do not want to be the voice of a high school. That Tiger team, cage no. is getting rowdy over there. They can hardly contain him. <laughs> I would love to do. I, I'd love to do some saying. Put your games. name in the hat. I don't know if I'd want to do every game. Oh yeah, that's the Friday I, nights. I, I, it it would be cool to do some. Um, as somebody that didn't play football at Sanex, uh, or basketball. Old Capital is Valhalla on steroids. The Red Rocket is the drink of gods. Ain't wow. that the truth? That's a. That's the truth. Con- when, so with the Big X golf card, $25 at a better Valhalla, you won't get that that deal in the city. Uh, thieves broke into my house. They didn't take cash, my wife's jewelry, or anything else. Thought something was weird. Then realized all my Big X Sports Radio golf cards are gone. Uh, <laughs> How many did you buy? <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, anytime I'm going into a house doing an appraisal, I see the people with their – uh, big exports radio golf cards on their bulletin boards, and most of them have little punch holes in it, like the Polar yeah. Express, and it's a it's a real nice time. Reeves' tape wasn't nearly as impressive as Hunter McClintock's was back in the day. Can't find it online, but do you know what NBA team he ended up on? Man, and I just looked up um, Hunter McClintock, and um, What's beat Hunter McClintock is an old Kentucky sports radio story from 2008. And look at this great block text. That's good. It looks it's like a easy good to read. Yeah. Uh, video. Oh, just a lot of YouTube videos. Oh, Man. back when Matt Jones was writing on the blog, almost 14 years ago. <laughs> that uh, that was a dark time. The new the, pi- not, not him writing on the blog, just that recruiting. The new Pistol Pete. Wow. All right, well, we're out of time, I suppose. Hope everybody has a great day. Enjoy the draft tonight. Um, we're going to ultimately decide not to make it a mega sports Thursday because you we're know, not NBA playoffs and yeah. at the end of the day, no UK players probably getting drafted tonight. But tomorrow night, you hold on to your buns. See you at Thornton's. Hey, have a happy NFL draft, everybody. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. This Roll is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Let's all celebrate and have a good time.